Comadres y Comics is a podcast hosted by three Latina women. We highlight the Latinx presence in the comic book industry as creators, characters, and fans. Join us as we talk chisme, comics, fandom, and beer. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Comadres y Comics. This is episode 140. How are you guys doing? Hello. I am tired hey. AF, but otherwise I'm doing fine. <laughs> <laughs> So the spring semester has started for me, and it is already putting me through the ringer. And it's just like, oh my gosh, already a whole classes. new semester, Jen. Mm-hmm. Taking four classes. That's crazy. Again. Oh my wow. goodness. Oh, that's crazy. Yep, yep. I, like I don't that, even though. know how I got through being a student the first time around in college, but just <laughs> thinking about what you just said, like overwhelms me and I feel even more tired than I was. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely. I have food coma. Um otherwise I'm okay. I had to work this morning, but just food coma is I've been eating a lot and I'm not proud of it, but it's fucking delicious as fuck. Yeah, but you can't just say I've been eating a lot and not qualify for people what you've been eating because it's just not random shit off of, out of your refrigerator. You gotta tell people what you're eating. Oh, okay. Well, my husband just came back from Nicaragua, and when he comes back from Nicaragua, he actually brings Tupperwares of food that his mom cooks for me. So I got steak. I got this things called pescozones, which is like this calabaza that has cheese inside and an egg on top. Ooh. That is fucking delicious. Uh, he got me tortillas, those handmade tortillas. He got me uh, gallo pinto, which is a combination of rice and red uh, beans that they fry together. It's called gallo pinto. Um, I got the jaras, which are the fried plantains um, that are like chips. Uh, what else did I get? I got nacatamales. I got a bunch of cheese, queso. <laughs> so, I've definitely like, been following along on your pictures that you've been posting. <laughs> oh, yeah. And then this year she sent me these uh, things that I never tasted before. It's like a plantain that's mashed up. And then inside you put uh, queso and then you like make it into like a empanada, pero de, de plantain. Mm. Instead of like, mm. instead of like, I guess... Como pan, it's it's yeah. plantain, and and then I guess it's fried. I don't know, but it's so good. I never tasted that before. It was delicious. Oh, that so that's what I've been good. eating. <laughs> yeah, it's really bad. Like, if I want to put a little bit of everything on my plate, it has to be like a little, like I don't know, like a little bit of everything, like tiny bit. But <laughs> but it tastes so good. Has Frank found anything? local i mean we are in los angeles the melting pot of multiple different uh latin x uh communities and uh food offerings has he found a restaurant or anywhere here that it gives him even just a little bit of taste of home um the first two years we spent driving to like bellflower to like all these places including in las vegas we looked for places that would sell nicaragüense food mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. it comes close but not not really not really yeah. he he says he's better off trying to cook it himself here himself, yeah yeah um nacatamales uh there are absolutely nothing like over there over here they put like all these vegetables and stuff like the can of mixed vegetables in the nacatamal which in the original Nakatamal, mm -hmm. they don't have that. They and then they they're supposed to have like a piece of like 
like fat, like uh, like kind mm-hmm. of a bacon fat, so mm-hmm. that it dissolves within while while it's cooking. Mm-hmm. They don't do that here either. So I guess because maybe like uh, more healthy choices. But uh, yeah, no. It, it, I think the thing that comes close to me is el chero, but el chero is uh, Salvadorian. Ah. Uh, but but yet it has some similarities like in the breakfast the breakfast uh they serve like with a piece of meat and plantain and um and queso and you know like that comes close comes real close and that's in gardena and i think they open another location in carson i'm not sure but anyway that's my story i just got back from puerto rico and, oh, that's and it right. Was, hey. It was really great. So anyway, guys, I got you guys all medallas, medalla light. So eventually we will review <laughs> the medalla light. Oh, uh, nice. <laughs> yeah, that, that beer that every time I see um, este Manuel Miranda, the creator of La Borinquena, he's always, comadre, mm-hmm. you got to try medalla light. And I'm like, um, okay, sure. And so I, I kind of <laughs> okay. went looking for it. <laughs> like no because i did look for it in in liquor stores around here but there wasn't any. and i was thinking maybe they're only available like in um like in um new york so when i went wow. to puerto rico i was able to buy some and it's an american style lager mm-hmm. um so uh but yeah actually that's what i drank when i was there because it was like two bucks it's but- cheap it's it's wow. it sounds like it's their version i think every country has it like um, for example, in Jamaica, it's red stripe for them. Oh, uh, but yeah, just the every country has their their lager uh, type light beer that is like the cheapy thing to drink, and everyone just enjoys it. Yeah, yeah. There was a moment where I was at the beach by myself, and I ran and I met these ladies who were on a what are those uh, uh, bachelor parties, bachelorette party, mm-hmm. uh, and it, whatever. Yeah, it was a group of like eight ladies, and then next to them were a couple of guys, and the guys brought a humongous cooler and a huge sound speaker. And they were blasting music, and then towards the middle of the whole day, they just started giving us drinks. Oh, nice. Yeah, and nice. I mean, there was I was in the water, and so I guess they took pity on me. They're like, do you want a beer? And I was like, sure, okay. <laughs> oh, my God. Because <laughs> I was in the water by myself, like, you know, just, you know, just kind of floating. And yeah. they're like, hey, do you want a beer? And I, and I was like, sure. And so the guy's like, hey, toss me a beer. So he literally got the beer can and tossed it into the sea oh my and god then, and then he's like here and i'm like he's all like i don't know how i don't know if you're gonna like it it's it's uh from dominican republic they just started um marketing here in puerto rico and it was a little can that looked just like those uh those uh apple juice cans the mm-hmm. tiny tiny it was uh mm-hmm. dominican republic pilsner and he goes, he saw también baratos. That meant like they're really cheap. And I was like, oh, I'll, a Pilsner, I'll try this. And I tried it. It was so delicious. Ooh, but nice. tell me why I couldn't find it anywhere. Because I totally wanted to bring uh, some here. I yeah. wanted you guys to taste it because it was, it was, I was like, damn, this Pilsner is delicious. It was so good. So that's my mission now is to try to find that closer <laughs> again. But uh, yeah, no, it was really a lot of fun. They kept tossing um, 
like beer oh and then there's these capri sun kind of drinks made out of rum oh, <laughs> so you, oh, nice. it, looks, it looks like nice. you're drinking a capri sun but it's really only rum. on the islands yes <laughs> and it was so cool and they kept just tossing them into the water giving them to the girls giving them to me and then when they finally ran out there's another guy who was there floating with a floating like cooler and he had a bottle of wine he had a bottle of vodka he had a bottle of tequila and i was like my god these guys know how to party i gotta calm it down. yeah i'm just like they had they put the the speaker on a on one of those paddle boards and it was floating towards us it was just like and then we started dancing salsa on the water it was pretty cool it was i actually ended up staying until like eight o'clock just swimming in the ocean oh that sounds it was like pretty fun. cool it was pretty cool but yeah that that was a. Uh, that was just one of the wonderful days I spent there, and it was it was only four days, and it was pretty. It was it was a good time. Like uh, I didn't feel like it was not enough time, nor did I feel that it was too much time. I think it was just right, you know, just a just the right amount of days. Well, it sounds like it was a uh, advantageous, beneficial thing that the Comic Con was uh, postponed <laughs> because you were able to enjoy just being there. So that's cool. oh yes, more of the yeah. local scene instead of just being in a yeah in the like I guess convention center or something. Oh, absolutely! I I I was like it's kind of a mixed blessing. I th I thought it was really great, and actually, uh, Puerto Rico was never on my radar. But now I love it so much that I just want to return. I want to show Frank all these wonderful things. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just old town is so amazing. And there was this uh, this place where you kind of it this uh, kind of rock built uh, kind of little wall, so you could like see the ocean and the cliffs. And at that point where I got there, I was looking over the horizon, and the the sun was going down, and I got choked up. It was just so fucking beautiful. Nice. I literally had to. To fight back tears i was like damn feeling so much <laughs> shit now oh my god it's so beautiful <laughs> so, yeah yeah and i was like oh such a nerd but i love this <laughs> but yeah it was cool it was cool and uh, like what i noticed is a lot of people when they're hanging out everybody kind of brings a bottle and then they mm. all drink together it's it's crazy it's crazy cool actually <laughs> yeah, the guy, I'm like, how do you guys have so much beer? He goes, yeah, we just always bring extra wherever we go. I'm like, oh, I guess, okay. <laughs> have you go. never know. <laughs> grocery <laughs> store. <laughs> the library. <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, time for Chisme de la Semana. And Kristen, you have some good chisme. Well, it's definitely very cheese me cheese me i don't know about if it's Ooh. good um if you are a dc fan so um it has been announced to actually the greater um public as well as retailers that uh in the issue of justice league 75 there is going to be an apocalyptic battle between justice league and the dark army in a dead multiverse so, of course, right now, from the get-go, saying that it's a multiverse brings a whole bunch of slew of crazy shenanigans that they're going to be able to get away with. Um, so, there's going to, uh, the big reveal is that there is going to be 10 Justice League members who go off to participate in this battle, but DC has 
um, announced that only one will return. The rest will die. So it is being touted as um, the death of Justice League. It's going to be issue 75. And of the 10 that we don't know who's going to come back, um, it uh, the, the 10 characters will be Superman, Batman, Wonder Woman, Jon Stewart's Green Lantern, Martian Manhunter, Hawk Girl, Aquaman, Green Arrow, Black Canary, and Zatanna. They will all embark on the mission and only one will return to the to tell the rest of the universe what has happened. So if you're a DC fan, definitely um, have number 75 on your radar. Um, if you're reading Justice League uh, now, I think we're on like 71, 72. So it's whatever storyline is going to lead up to this big event. But um, I think definitely a lot of people are going to come out to, to see what happens. I mean, I think I've said multiple times... Um, We've seen this before in in comics. We people die, people come back. Um, I think they may be thinking it's a bigger thing than it really is. Who knows? It, it might mm. be the event of the of the year, but we'll see. It also depends how well it's written. So um, that is the cheese uh, going on around DC and that's, the Justice League. That's anytime someone nuts. says. Anytime someone says, like, oh, like, a character's going to die, I'm just all like, I would like to point you to the 90s. And (laughs) And I want you to tell me who is still alive right now or, like, returned back to life. And the answer is all of them. The only people who stay dead are Uncle Ben. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Poor poor Uncle Ben. He came Um, back, he quote unquote came back during a clone saga story at some point, I think, where it was. That doesn't count. But yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's nuts. That's nuts. Oh, who do you guys think? It used to be Gwen Stacy, too. But that's not true anymore. And I'm okay with that. Gwen (laughs) is amazing. And I love her. And I love her as Spider Gwen. So who do you guys think is going to survive? Oh, you really think they're going to kill off their cash cow, Batman? (laughs) I I was was going to say Batman, but uh, yeah. First of all, that's the the dumbest thing ever. He's the, what, I'm looking here at this list. He's the only freaking human. human. (laughs) (laughs) No, well, Black Canary uh, has some special stuff, but... Yeah, he's the only human here. That'd be silly if he was the one that survived. <laughs> Maybe it was some weird twist that because he's human, he survived because he didn't have some weird genetic thing going on. Oh. Who knows? But I can deal and do without uh, a couple of extra bat books right now. Like the, the, <laughs> There's so many bat books and most of them are unnecessary. <laughs> Oh, speaking of Batman, um, I just heard that the new Batman movie is going to be like three hours long. And I also heard that they're finally, after all these fucking remakes of Batman, they're not going to do the origin story where they kill off Martha and uh, and her husband, Thomas, Ms. Wayne. Thomas Wayne. So I'm like, good for them, because you know what? We've seen enough of like... The origin story. I mean, all the time. It's There's like, only dude, so many everybody times knows. you can watch Batman's parents die. Yes, yes, <laughs> I agree. So that's a point for that movie. But I don't know, three hours? You know I'm going to watch it. You know three I'm going to watch it. Three hours, yeah, jeez. That's like uh, a 
It's like a part-time job there. <laughs> <laughs> no, people on the people on the internet were joking about like the trailer. And uh like in the trailer there was like the one scene where Catwoman is walking away from Batman and like she's like strutting along and then people were like in the comments were just like a breakup so bad man stood in there until the day changed. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. All right, guys, it's now time for On My Radar. On My Radar. And what is On My Radar? Oh, my God, guys. I think this is, like, the coolest news ever. But apparently, Three Weavers Brewing Company and Common Space Brewing are both uh, starting this new thing where uh, you, bring, uh, you bring 10 pack techs. I don't know if you guys know what pack techs are, but when you buy a four pack of craft beer, there's th those those plastics on top that mm -hmm. uh, they come in many colors and some color coordinate with the you know can art and all this stuff. But one of the things that has been an issue with us, especially in this household where we drink craft beer, my brother does as well, is that and my my husband and myself. So we have a lot of pack techs, and it sucks so bad because you're like. Where can I recycle this? Can this be recycled? Like, where do I freaking put this? It's so much plastic. There came a point where I'm like, can I just give you back your pack ticks? Because I don't want any more yeah. in my house. But I feel bad throwing them out because I'm like the environment, you know, like I feel so bad. So anyway, what I'm, what's on my radar is that Three Weavers and Common Space Brewing have partnered up in order for you to take 10 pack ticks to the brewery and buy your and it it what 10 of those equal to one pour for a dollar so nice. if you take one you take 10 you get a beer for a dollar like a craft beer for a dollar so that's so super cool unfortunately there is some read the fine print and that's <laughs> only one uh beer per visit per day per person whatever but anyways you can get rid of your 10 pack ticks at least, um, uh, e either at Common Space or at uh, Three Weavers, which is in Inglewood. Um, so I'm very excited about that news. I'm going to give more than the 10 and just take the beer as like, hooray for me, because that <laughs> way I don't have to actually throw them into the trash. So I'm very, very excited about that. Um, if you want more information, you can follow Three Weavers and Common Space Brewing um, on Instagram, and they have all these amazing, amazing brews. Uh, Common Space I was able to go to, it's um, in LA, and that one is right off of Rosecrans, I believe. And I went to that one because they partner with Beer Thug Life and uh, released um uh, uh, uh they had a can release and that was pretty freaking cool and it's a really nice brewery too so anyway that is what is on my radar all right guys what time is it Kristen? speaking <gasps> of beer yes. es la hora de la cervecita oh my and God. today we have a beer by Surf Ridge Brewing Company, and you can find more information about them at surfridgebrewery.com. And we have Mr. Pink White Ale, which is a Belgian style with, get this, pink grapefruit and pink peppercorns. That just <laughs> sounds so weird. But I love white ales. Like, I would venture to say that 
Belgian whites are my favorite go-to like light lighter style beer. Uh, this is a uh, ABV 5.5, and they are located in El Segundo, California. And um, I like their little quote here on the can that says, "Extending our family one beer at a time." Uh, I'm really looking forward to this. Plus, I just love the can. It's just pink all around very um basic uh stylized uh like logo here um nothing too fancy i just love the color of the can so i'm really looking forward to drinking this i hope it's really good after a 16 mile run today i am going to enjoy the whole freaking thing <laughs> it's a very pretty can oh absolutely when i actually saw this at um uh caps and corks in torrents i i assumed this was a pink boots um oh brew. yeah uh -huh. yeah oh, and yeah. so that's actually what attracted me to was the pink and i thought it was pink boots related but it's not and then i read that it was a, a white ale and i was like oh hell yeah you're coming home with me it smells so good <laughs> very grapefruit smell i can mm. smell a little bit of the peppercorns as well uh and I'm not pouring it in the in into a glass. I'm just drinking, so I can't really see the color of the beer. I'm just I'm kind of peek into the uh, to the can, but it looks very light as a as a white usually does. But well, Jen is pouring so it. Good. We'll check it out. Oh Jen yeah, Jen is pouring it out. It looks good. Looks good. Um, this is delicious. Yeah. I really really love this. Oh my gosh. Yes, it's mm. refreshing as a. Oh yeah, it's nice. Nice color. It's a very nice. It's very fizzy. I'm like, I don't know if you can see it, but just there's a lot of movement going on in there. Mm, nice head. <laughs> That's what she said. Was <laughs> I was nice going to say, not something I hear there. often, but every once in a while. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is so flavorful. The pink group pink Groot <laughs> the, pink, <laughs> the pink grapefruit and the peppercorn are both very present in the flavor profile but not overwhelming in any way shape or form like sometimes when there is a beer that has a fruit uh, used in its brewing sometimes it can just be really overwhelming and strong of the whole entire thing and that's not the case at all here and the fact that you found it locally and that they are local San, uh, from El Segundo um, I've never been to Surf Ridge I've never even heard of them before so I'm excited that this is a new brewery uh, for me that is local to South Bay where I live oh absolutely um, they have I guess judging from I think they have like about three local craft brew brews in El Segundo so it's uh, it'd be nice for us to take a little trip down there when Jen comes around. Yeah. Uh, hey, I the only might one I've been March. to. Ooh, nice. nice. The only one I've been to is, um, oh, shoot. Now I can't remember. The one that has the beer of the Steve Austin beer. Yeah. Is the... it called El Segundo? Oh, yeah. El Segundo Brewing Company. <laughs> Duh. <laughs> yes. That's the only one I've been to. And their beers, they've had some really good tasty beers when I was there and tasted them. Oh, yeah. And yeah, yeah. I've been there as well. And yeah, I really like it. I, yeah, I remember the Steve Austin one. Mm -hmm. I remember. Um, I didn't know he made one. Uh, Henry, Bar Henry Barajas was 
uh, drinking it when we were doing the interview with him. Because oh. uh, we were all drinking oh. beer and he was having the Steve Austin beer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Because he likes Stone Cold Steve Austin. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I did not like Luchas. No, of course I did. Um, uh, anyway, the flavor profile is really nice. I really, really like it. I love the taste of it. Um, it To me, it's very like a classic taste, like a classic brew. Um, I... Uh, this actually reminds me of like a lot of the beer that I drank um, in um, Brussels. They have like the same yep. brew brew type, and it just is really delicious. I think the grapefruit really makes it pop for me. Um, I'm a fan of grapefruit, so I'm really glad that they use that in this brew. So I'm really loving it. What about you guys? Yeah, when you're saying that it is a a beer that reminds you of your time in Brussels, I wanted to say that yes, it is um very much a Belgian style brew. Um and whenever you taste Belgian style brews, um it they have the same like flavor profile and I I don't know, I'm sure there's some like technical brew stuff lingo. That, that yeah that lingo that makes it all taste very similar because um it is a style of brewing the beer um but i don't know what it is all i know is that it is one of my favorite uh types of beers um belgian styles so mm -hmm. as soon as i smelled it i could tell that it was um very classically belgian and tasting it was more of the same so i really really like it a lot um i would actually buy Four packs, six packs, 12 packs of these to just have them in my fridge and drink them whenever <laughs> I wanted. Like, honestly, oh. it would be my go-to. Like, your yours is Corona, Bud Light, whatever. Mine would be this. Oh, 100%. I think Very this nice. is just one of those that you could just, you'll never get tired of. And on a hot summer day, this ice cold will be, like, so delicious. It's It's like a summer breeze to me. <laughs> what about you jen did you like getting it? poetic i yeah i am okay so i must confess that i was i've been drinking tea throughout this entire time that we have been recording yeah i saw um, your uh, very nice dainty teacup that you were I, saw that. <laughs> I got it from my job nice because <laughs> uh and it's really nice and i really like it oh hold on let me show you this. Oh, oh nice. Yeah. Jen She's is showing us a teapot. Teapot, yes. Yes. Yeah, it's a very pink kind of like something you'd see in Alice in Wonderland kind of teapot. I really liked mm -hmm. it and I wanted it till I got it. Um, <laughs> so I actually, I don't think I taste any of the pink grapefruit because of it. But oh, I can okay. taste the peppercorns. Because uh, nice. they leave, they they kind of have like a nippy taste to me. Mm -hmm. uh, if that makes any t any sense, so but I don't hate it. I I like I like it, and like you guys said, it's a very refreshing beer. It's like mm -hmm. like if I if I wasn't cold as shit right now, I'd be like, oh yeah, this is good. <laughs> but like I'm still drinking it because I'm gonna drink oh, it anyways. Oh, I forget. Sarah yeah. and I are in Southern California, and Jen yeah. is firmly on the cusp of Central Northern California, and so it's a mm -hmm. lot um, colder there. <laughs> it is, and I'm still not used to it. I'm just like I am so cold all the time. 
<laughs> all the time and i'm just like i am really like i never thought i would miss the socal sun but i am like genuinely missing the socal sun yeah but here we are mm. so but i like it it's a, it's a very tasty beer and maybe originally because i was drinking like i was drinking a blueberry tea um, um mm, maybe yeah. that kind of masks the pi- the pineapple Oh my god. Um, um, the <laughs> grapefruit. grapefruit. The pink grapefruit. But I can taste the peppercorns. And like I said, I don't hate it. I I kind of like it. This isn't something that I would mind drinking again. Especially during the summer. Oh, nice. Yeah. Well, uh, I'm going to remind our listeners what our rating scale is for our beers that we drink here on our segment. Um, and it is a five-point scale. Uh, where one is flaccid, two is initial, a three out of five is partial, a four out of five is full, and a five out of five is rigid. And then if there is a beer that just will not fit onto this five-point scale, it could be a six out of five Super Saiyan. So, Sarah, would you like to rate Surf Ridge Brewing Company's Mr. Pink White Ale? You know, I didn't think this was going to be like anything extraordinary, but I really, really am loving this. I love this so much. I'm going to try to go find it again and share mm-hmm. it with my husband. So I'm going to give it a rigid. I am really, really loving this brew. And I'm nice. so glad that the introduction to this brewery is this beer. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah, I'm excited to taste more and to physically go visit and check out what else they have. They um, definitely knocked it out of the park with this one, and I am also going to give it a rigid. Uh, like I said, this is something that I would just have as a staple in my refrigerator to drink uh, whenever I was going to have a beer. And yes, definitely looking forward to having it on a hot summer day. Mm-hmm. How about you, Jen? Uh, I'm going to give it a full because uh, I do like the taste. And as I'm drinking it now, I am kind of getting that sense of... Um, uh, like kind of like a fruitiness as well. So I am mm-hmm. enjoying it more as I'm sipping it. Um, so I'm gonna go with a full. Uh, I like it now, and I'll probably like it a lot more when you know I'm actually hot and want to be refreshed. So, <laughs> so it's gonna be a full. Well, me. that's that's pretty good. Two five out of fives and one four out of five for Mr. Pink White Ale from Surf Ridge Brewing Company. <laughs> All right, guys, now it's time for that book review. What are we reviewing today? So today we are going to be reviewing a scholastic published book called Manu by Kelly Fernandez. Um, It's a funny and heartwarming adventure about friendship, defying expectations, and finding your place. Um... It says on the back, Manu and her best friend, Josefina, live at a magical school for girls, and Manu is always getting into trouble. The headmistress believes that Manu has the potential to help people with her magic, but Manu would rather have fun and f- than fall in line. One day, a prank goes seriously wrong, and Josefina wishes for Manu's magic to disappear. And it does. Manu uses a dangerous spell to restore it, but it makes her magic too powerful and nearly impossible to control. Great power comes at a cost, and it may be a price that Manu is not able to pay. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Now, Kelly Fernandez both wrote and illustrated this book? Yes. Uh Uh-huh. 
Wow, mm. that's that's some next level stuff, man. That's that's cool. She, I really love it when. So this is I, her f- debut graphic novel, but it is not yes. her first comic written. So she actually has a, right. a, quite a number of experience making comics. It's just maybe this is the first time she's made a very long form comic. But mm-hmm. like right out of the gate, I loved it. Yeah. Oh, absolutely! I yeah, really, really <clears throat> loved it. She lives in Queens, New York, but um, she it, her heritage is Dominican. So uh, her her family and her her culture uh, is Dominican. And um, I I have a soft spot in my heart, even as a college now as a grown ass adult. I freaking love YA books. Like, I used to, like, in college, a 20-something-year-old woman, I would go to the bookstore and I would buy YA books. I would buy, um, <laughs> I would buy Goosebump books. I would buy Follow Your Own, uh, Create Your Own Adventure books. I would buy, like, the cheesy romance YA novels, just, like, during summer, like, reading to do or whatever. And I really enjoy a lot of Scholastic's uh, YA stuff that they put out. It mm-hmm. makes me long for the days of the uh, the book fair at school where you, you used the to get the Scholastic Book Fair. Yeah. yeah, the Scholastic Book Fair. You could go and they would have it in the um, in the cafeteria. You would get your little paper order form and you would have it for like a week. And I would have to go home and beg my mom mm-hmm. to buy books. Oh, mm-hmm. I did that too. <laughs> <laughs> like it's so uh, like it's so. Like, I hate the fact that they don't do scholastic book fairs once you're, like, outside of elementary school. I mean, like, yeah. I think, like, one or two happened when I was in middle school. But then when I was in high school, they are like, nah, y'all too grown for this. And I'm just like, no, I'm not too grown for this. Give me the fucking scholastic book order form. Yeah. I want something. <laughs> well, I thoroughly enjoyed this book. Um, I especially love how, um, you know how in our in our culture... Um, you guys can relate where our grandparents or tias or whatever would go to church, but still, that's in la limpia de huevo. They still like, mm-hmm. <laughs> they still trying to, mm-hmm. uh, uh, cleanse you with the egg or with the leaves or even sometimes with the cigar. So that, I got all those vibes in this book, like how mm-hmm. they could sing, like, uh, pray the rosary but at the same time you know um they have like san judas upside down or something you know something very like a superstition e but at the same time religious that's definitely that's definitely um very uh strongly represented in this book because manu and josefina are students in literally a school for witches basically they're there to um, hone their craft and to basically learn how to use their powers to for the greater good basically but what Mm -hmm. we find out as we're reading the story is that manu is different than the rest of the girls um and we find out um that she is um, in a way, kind of adopted, I want to kind of say. I don't want to give away too much of the story, but um, she didn't, uh, her parents, her family didn't bring her to the school like some, the other students. Uh, she was actually found by the nuns. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
And yes, there's a, a very strong representation of Catholicism uh, in the book. But just like you were saying, Sarah, a lot of superstitions, which is um, definitely part of uh, a lot of Latinx cultures. And I didn't realize there was anything different with Catholicism when I was a kid, because that's how I was raised. I was raised Catholic. I was taken to a Catholic church. I, I went and did my, um, my communion. Um, uh, God knows already, but now you all are going to know that I was also confirmed, but I never did confession. I lied. <laughs> <laughs> Look, and said I that I did. You are not the only one who, like, <laughs> one, like, actually didn't confess or lied when they were confessing. I, no, I lied to say that I already did the confession, which I never did. I just, I was scared. They fucking put the, 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 <laughs> the uh, fear, literal fear of God into you and then tell you, now go confess the skin, the skins, confess the sins that God will punish you for now. I was like, F no. So I made up, I made up a story of why I couldn't go to confession, to uh, catechism that day because I knew it was confession. Then when they came back, I guess they just missed it. They didn't realize that I had missed. And so when they, when they were like, hey, something's weird. Didn't you do confession? I was like, yep, I sure did. <laughs> <laughs> And nothing happened. I didn't get struck down. Uh, the the skies didn't open and fire uh, come from the heavens. And I uh, went ahead and did my communion and I didn't burst into flames or anything. <laughs> I was never confirmed <laughs> by then. I had already um, started going my separate ways with the church. And so when my mom tried to force me to go back to catechism, I was like, nope not into it and so i i never i i never went past getting my communion i never did all that other stuff <laughs> well i see i see and then well, i lied again then i lied again when i became uh the godmother to my godson they you have to go through all the steps and they're like yes. did you do this i'm like yep i sure <laughs> I'm surprised they didn't ask you if you were like Catholicly wed with Eddie. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't married yeah. at the time. Actually, I was. Oh, uh, okay. I was single still. So I'm still surprised they let you being a single woman. Yeah. Well, I, I the, the Godfather was her brother, so I guess. Uh, okay. It, mm -hmm. Somehow we got around it, but yes, I went to the Catholic. Um, they make you go to classes to become a yes. godparent and yes, you have do. to basically reaffirm your relationship with God and with the religion and all that. And I was like, sure, whatever. Sign my name. <laughs> yeah. Apparently no, they yeah. make you go to classes for everything now, yeah. including getting married under the Catholic church and yeah. all that stuff. It's like, ugh. Kind of outdated, I think. Yeah. So my whole point it's with all of outdated. that is that um, I was involved in it enough to not think anything was weird about it until I started getting older and started in high school meeting friends who went to different churches and they would invite me because it's like they had a teen, uh, you know, group or whatever. And I just wanted to go hang out with my friends. I didn't care that 
they were a different religion and uh realized that other religions kind of looked down on Catholicism because we were almost um like a they saw us as basically worshiping uh false gods because we prayed Idol to tree. saints yeah mm-hmm. we pray to mm-hmm. saints and we pray to you know uh, other people besides god and jesus christ and so i th- that was a real eye opener to me uh when i was in high school i had no idea that there was such a difference and that was honestly really also when i just started to really look at religion in a different way <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm so glad that you brought up the whole thing with saints because um, in Manu, the comic, um, the, one of the things that the sisters say a lot is that the powers that the girls have uh, come from the saints. Mm-hmm. So they actually, all the the good powers and the powers that they're you know praying to and all that, it's all revolves around the saints and actually the academy they go to it's called la academia de santa dominga so mm-hmm. that's another saint yeah um i didn't look into quien San- santa dominga is <laughs> but um they they mm-hmm. all have uh, stories about sainthood and stuff but um mainly it's like kind of there's like a cross between like Catholicism because they have sisters and a mother superior, mother Dolores. Mm-hmm. And, um, and they're the ones that are in charge of teaching the girls how to harness their, their, uh, powers that are given to them by the saints yet again. Mm-hmm. And so, um, Manu, Manu is kind of a little bit of a reckless girl. She's she, a traviesa. Traviesa. <laughs> uh, yes, most definitely. I would say and, she's brava. Uh, uh, uh-huh. Oh, yes, yes, yeah. absolutely. Um, and the only person that actually um, sees beyond that is her friend Josefina. Mm-hmm. Um, but all the other girls kind of are like, oh, she's always trouble or we're always we're always having to clean up her mess. But obviously we see that she has a, like a deeper connection with Mother Dolores, mm-hmm. which Mother Dolores is the one who kind of is an overseer of the academia. And so... Um, there, whenever Manu does something, the whole class basically ends up cleaning Has up to pay the mess. For it. Yep. Yes, yes. <laughs> um, there was one thing where she goes, "Oh, if it were me, she would have me kneeling over rice." Oh and my that, gosh! That just sparked up such memories, um, yeah. stories about my husband and how his dad made him like look for pebbles in the yard and then kneel on them. I've heard like, of people telling me that they've had that that was punishment for them. And as an adult, I can't imagine like knowing now as an adult what that would be like. I'm like, oh my god, that's like that's some child abuse shit right there. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> But I get it. Like having it in this book, it just it it speaks so much to our culture as a people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even if it's just a punishment style. But I just thought it was just really a great written book. I really, really enjoyed the whole thing. Uh there was real some good character development. Um uh the secret origins of Manu, which I'm not gonna go into because I really hope that you go out there and, and buy this this graphic novel because it's really good. It's um I actually want to share this with my cousin. Um uh, because also on top of that, uh the characters in the book, like the students, they're all different um different shades mm-hmm. of brown. And we even have mm-hmm. a, a, a a student called Rubia. 
because she's rubia. Like she's she's but no, I really, 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 really enjoyed this. Manu got on my nerves sometimes because yeah, I was me like, too. Come yeah, girl, like kick it, like just you know, you don't, you don't have to do that. Like, 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 uh, don't you have a little voice, like, Jiminy Cricket, that tells you, hey, don't do that? <laughs> because she was getting into so much trouble, but uh, she's seeing definitely her origins, yeah. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, Jen? go ahead. Finish. No, I mean, uh, we all find out what her origin story is. And so, therefore, we actually become, we kind of sympathize with what she's been going through, like this whole time and why she's made the to- choices she's made, which, oh my God, I would never have made that choice to get my powers back. <laughs> but, um, uh, <laughs> but, uh, you kind of understand now why she does what she does. I actually was reading and at one point was like, oh, my God, like, is this really a YA book? I had to, like, turn it around and be like, this is kind of scary for young readers, like the the way that it evolved. And I was like, I don't know if some kids could handle it. And then as I'm reading the back matter, um, Kelly herself talks about her reasoning behind actually adding uh, Manu's origin, uh, the way that she did, the way it developed. And that was kind of like the scary part to me. Uh, And I really saw it in a different light Um, without saying what her origin is. um, What I will say is that Kelly really wanted to, um, to include the parts of our storytelling culture that, really revolve around scary shit like i don't i can't tell you how young i was when my mom started threatening me with the kukui when my grandmother told me about how she her fucking self with her own very eyes saw la llorona or Mm -hmm. when my mom told me a story about how she was young and saw the devil himself like these are all stories that i remember being shared with me when i was in elementary school and i'm like oh yeah they can handle it <laughs> well, well, I think Hispanic children can handle it. Yes, um, yes. Uh, or like at least like children who are of a different background. Because I can just I remembering what some parents would ask for us when they were like come into the store and say like I'm looking for something for my kid, and I would give them like lumberjanes, or I would give uh-huh. them like. Um, uh, like something that, like, to me, I thought was, like, pretty kitty, and then they looked through it, and they're like, oh, no, not this, there's, like, magic and stuff like that, and I was yeah. like, oh, okay, uh, so I think I know what you want, and then I would just give them Ellie, and they'd be like, perfect, and this is for, like, their freaking, like, 10-year-old, and I was just yeah. so like, oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> they ain't gonna know shit. Definitely. They're, they're not gonna be, they're not gonna be prepared for middle school, they're gonna get bullied so hard in middle school, like, <laughs> R.I.P., <laughs> Like, I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to be a good parent and stuff like that. But also, damn, your kid is going to get, like, bullied hard. Rib. <laughs> yeah, I I definitely wrestle with the whole, like, what do you want to shelter your kids from versus how you can keep them, like, woke and, like, know about stuff. Yeah. Like, for me, like, I'm really just blatantly honest with Jacob. Jacob is not my son. He is my nephew. Mm-hmm. But, uh... But yeah, like I'll just tell him straight up, like, you know, uh, just recently we were talking about um, how my 
the very second guy I ever dated overdosed and died. Um, and so we talked about that and I'm like, you know, I'm not going to pull it back. I'm just going to let yeah. him have the whole thing because, you know, it's a disservice, I think, because the world is scary and you just, you know, you need to be like open about it. You can't just say, oh, that doesn't exist for my child. Like, I'm just going to shield his eyes and ears. That just it is. I don't think that's healthy, but mm -hmm. I'm not a parent and I'm glad I'm Latina porque, because I get to like. <laughs> Talk about La Llorona y Roba Chicos and La Limpia con el Huevo. Oh my and gosh, Roba Chicos. Imagine. Yeah. I mean, I honestly, in my head when I was a child and people would say Roba Chicos or my cousins or my aunts or whatever, Roba Chicos, I thought that was their name and they looked like pirates, like in my head. Uh -huh. <laughs> But, uh, but yeah, oh, no, God. I mean, this book really like, this book was really like, it kind of really, I think was focused on like a Latinx growing up experience and yeah. the whole storytelling mm -hmm. and, you know, um, uh, conjuring up demons and all that stuff. That was right up my alley. So I really love this. Yeah, yeah I agree. I really love the, the Latinidad of the story of the characters of just the way the culture was interwoven into this purely fictional story. Um, but I think any Latinx reader will be able to identify in one way, shape or form with some of the fantastical uh, storytelling in the book, because it was stuff that was just shared uh, as just everyday, like, almost factual i mean i swear i remember sitting at the kitchen table with my grandmother telling me that la llorona story and she believed to her dying day that she saw a floating woman in white at night across the street in front of her car so i just for all those reasons i really really enjoyed the story mm -hmm. yep no, most same. definitely i really enjoyed sorry so are we ready to actually rate the book yeah. Excellent. So I'm going to start. I really, really loved it. I love the whole thing. I love the the many melanin children in this book. Uh, I, I love I, I really love the chapter uh, cover art. I don't know if you guys noticed the chapter cover art. Um, it, mm -hmm. it was really like more like Catholic slash kind of like, you know, witchy. It stuff. almost looked I like it. a tarot card. Yes, yes, definitely. Mm -hmm. That's exactly right. Um, so I'm going to give it the whole panaderia and a cup of champurrado. Nice. Nice. So uh, this is Kristen, and I am also giving it uh, the whole panaderia. And just as a reminder, uh, our uh, review scale is um, one to three conchas. Uh, and if you're wondering why three conchas is because, uh, Jen, in the very beginning when we were setting up our rating scale mentioned that three was the most conchas that her mother ever let her have. So that was the best. So our rating scale is one to three. But in this case, um, Sarah and I are giving it the whole panaderia because it deservedly, um, really, uh, I guess deserved it. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's and beyond, guys. <laughs> yes. So, how about you, Jen? I really loved it too. I love the creativity of it. I loved um, uh, the 
very distinctive like latinx identity but also the sense of like you know um uh like it's not exactly like it speaks to anybody who grew up latinx but it's also very clearly dominican as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um um and it doesn't shy away from that either. So I, I love that. I love the relationship between Manu and... Uh, oh, what was her name? Mother... Josefina? Jos- oh, oh, Mother Josefina Dolores. Too. That was really cute. But um, uh, yeah, Mother Dolores. Um, uh, I thought that was really, really nice. And it was really sweet. Um, um, and it was like... She was like... She really was like a mom to, to Manu, I think. Um, yes. Yeah. So I'm going to give it three conchas uh, and a cup of champurrado. It was really good. All right, guys. Now it's time for En La Libreria. Jen, what do you have for us today? Well, today I have for you a cookbook called (gasps) Make 100. Let Pia's Cookbook Authentic Mexican Cuisine Volume 5. Oh, wow. So, yes. So, apparently there's been four other volumes for this. And this one is specifically focusing on desserts. Not only desserts, on pan dulce. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yes! Oh, yeah. So, oh. um, uh, this uh, book is being made by Letia Rejon. Uh, and she is based in Mexico. Uh, and, like... Her story is like she like puts like the like all like her motivation stuff like that on her campaign page, and she has like some amazing amazing photos of like just all these desserts that she's made. Like she is like she is like killing it. Like and these cookbooks look amazing. They also really remind me of like my mother's cookbooks, and like she has had these cookbooks for I think like they're as old as me. Like her, my like wow. mom's cookbooks that she bought. They're like probably as old as me, uh, mm-hmm. and like she like has them like or, like notes written down on them and stuff like that. Um, um, and I already told my siblings and stuff like that. Yo, like that's my inheritance right there. Those cookbooks, those <laughs> are mine. they're gonna be mine. Like none of you can cook. Those are mine. Um, uh, uh, and so, but like these cookbooks, they're very old school because they were never made in hardcover. They were like all paper, like, in, like oh, very, yeah. like very like strong bound like paper and stuff like that. And hers has a kind of look as well. So I'm just like, oh, that's a woman who knows how to cook. That's a woman who knows how to make a <laughs> book, like and describe a recipe. And like if I open that book and I see like use one scoop of the like of the like uh, margarine tub, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah. <laughs> That's how my grandmother's tortilla recipe is. It's like one cottage cheese container of flour. (laughs) It's literally written out that way that she wrote it to me like that. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. That is so funny. (laughs) Uh But it is, I think it is in English. um, uh, But I think there's a Spanish one as well. Uh, and the pledge actually, like the pledge money itself is in, I think, pesos. Yeah, it's in pesos. Mm. Uh, but it tells you about like how much it is. Uh, and so the base pledge, well, you can always contribute without like expecting a reward. Uh, but the base pledge starts at $8. Uh, oh, wow. and you get the volume five ebook and you get your credit, uh, like your name in the credits of like, of, um, uh, supporting the book. And then oh, at fifteen dollars, nice. you get the credit ebook and the previous volumes 
of, oh, the, nice. of the books that she's made, but also all in ebooks. At mm-hmm. $25, you get um, uh, like all of the, all the previous stuff as, lo- as well as personalized covers uh, of oh, all the books. Oh, wow. I don't know what this means, but it sounds pretty cool. And then um, uh, after that, like it makes a really big. Uh oh, Jen froze. <laughs> uh, this is at towards the end. Towards the end. Last time she just rejoined, so I yeah, I'm just making note of it. Yeah, you um, uh, you get you can add two recipes, like two of your own recipes, to the books as well. Oh wow, as well as a that's awesome! Written letter thanking you for uh, contributing. So, uh, she, I believe she's actually already met her goal, which is, like, I think, like, in, like, U.S. dollars, it was only two. Oh, so, like, $240? That's kind of cool, because in pesos, I guess, it's, like, it's like... A million pesos! <laughs> <laughs> I know, it sounds, like, like, impossible, but it's, like, when the conversion happens... Yeah. It's like way less than we thought, which is kind of funny and cool at the same time. Um, okay, so like, uh, de la librería, uh, in la librería we have pauses. Okay. We'll just wait a little bit until she comes back. Do you know how to... Oh, there she comes. Hi. Hi, everybody. Oh, oh, it's okay. Are um, you all uh, finished up? Uh, no, we're we're uh, Jen is frozen, but oh. I'm just gonna do saludos and then um. Oh, just oh, she, yeah. Bo, Bo, you have to stop. Come on. Oh. Okay. Sorry. Does she, does she have? Do you got a dog? Uh, my roommate has a dog. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um. So we're about to finish up. Jen fell off, but I just needed to do saludos and then just close it off. Okay. So how okay. do that was my question? How do we exit without without fucking up the 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 file? Um. So what I'll do, I'm I'm settled back inside, so I'll just be in my room here and able to keep an eye on this. Um. So whenever you finish up saludos, I'll hop back on, and then. I've only done this a couple times, so I would say if you don't mind, just leave the tab open for a while. And can I text you when it's all done? Uploading? Okay. Yeah, ab- oh. absolutely. Oh. Do we do we leave the studio? Uh, if, do we leave? Buddy. Okay. Sorry, I can't hear you. Just like. Sure. Oh. Buddy. Okay. Well. <laughs> oh. Sorry. What did you say? Um, so do we leave the studio um, and then then it'll start saving the file? Uh, there's a, a red tab that says leave studio. So stay in the studio. I think what's going to happen is I'll hit stop. Okay, got it. And then if it. you could just stay in studio for a while. Because last okay. time I had them just leave it open for like 30 seconds and then it turns out I did it wrong. Um, oh, and it didn't yeah. all finish uploading. Um, um, so yeah, I can see right here by my name, it has a percentage of how much it's uploaded. So I think if you just watch that, Sarah, and when it says 100%, you can. 
Oh, okay. Got it. Okay, cool. Cool. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, so perfect. we'll just finish off uh, the, the and, thought on Juntos. And juntos. Yeah. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh, yeah, we did Juntos. I totally forgot about that. Okay. All right. Okay, cool. Okay. I will disappear. Okay. All right. I don't okay. know at what point my internet cut out. You were talking uh, about uh, pesos to dollars. Yeah, that she met her mm-hmm. goal and it was like something ridiculously low. Two, it was like <laughs> yeah, it was something. ridiculously like I think she's literally printing these herself. Yeah, wow. if it's that low. That's, yeah, yeah. Or that, or like I don't know how much like printing stuff in Mexico is. It must be fucking dirt cheap if she only needed two hundred and forty dollars. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I gotta contribute to that one. Yeah, me sure. too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to oh, make my oh. own pandulce. Oh, Me I'm so too. excited! I, oh, no, I have yeah. always... Wa- Actually, I saw the molds on Amazon. You could get the molds to do the concha topping. Oh, yeah, uh-huh. so, I mean, I yeah. maybe... I don't know, maybe we could do, like, a little, like, uh, extra, like, show extra where we're cooking together oh, the, yeah. uh, the conchas, and then we oh, eat yeah. them on camera. I think that would be awesome. Yeah, like, that, of course, in the awesome. future when everybody's here and, you yeah. know, it'd be, it'd be super awesome. Awesome, I think. But thank you so much for bringing that. I'm so excited to actually uh, back this Kickstarter. So thank you so much, Jen. Yeah, you're welcome. All right, guys. Now it's time for Juntos y Fuertes. Kristen, take it away. Okay, so uh, Juntos y Fuertes is our segment where we highlight uh, marginalized groups um, and the amazing projects that they create. And today, um, it's a little bit different because um, there is a big goings-on in the comic community right now um, regarding um, Art Spiegelman's Mouse. Um, If you have never heard of this book... Um, you need to get your little booty out um, to wherever you buy comics or online or wherever and buy yourself a copy of Mouse. And that's M-A-U-S. Um, um, and just, uh, I'm so sorry. I think that if you guys have been listening to the show, our show long enough, you know that Kristen was on the potty reading Mouse with tears coming down her <laughs> Yes. So you heard about Mouse on this podcast. <laughs> Yes, um, Mouse has the distinction of being the um, only Pulitzer Prize winning graphic novel. And it is in the news recently uh, because this week it was banned from the McKinn County School District in Tennessee. And um, of course, whenever a graphic novel is uh, in the news, the comic community picks up the story and runs with it. And in this particular instance, um, how I heard about this happening was um, Will Wheaton actually tweeted about it and um, actually uh, provided some action behind this issue going on by purchasing copies of the book of Mouse and donating them to local comic book stores and to local uh, libraries and bookstores that were within the county, uh, McKinn County, where this uh, ban happened and um, urged those places to give the book away for free to whoever asked and so this started a movement and multiple people started doing this so much so that the book is out 
of stock in multiple places on Amazon, uh, at all of our distributors. It is out, um, but I figured it would be worth it for me to talk about uh, here on the show because you yourself may have a copy of Mouse that is in perfectly good condition that you might be willing to donate. And so uh, you can check out, we'll, um, I know Will uh, included a link of um, all of the stores that were within uh, a certain radius of this uh, county, and so uh, I'm going to include that with the, this um, episode. But I definitely um, stand behind uh, Art Spiegelman and behind this book and behind uh, the students who are being denied uh, having access to this book. And um, again, for those of you who don't know and are not familiar with Mouse, it is the um, graphic novel is the retelling um, of the story that Art himself heard from his father who was, um, during World War II, in, uh, it was a Jewish man and was in camps and dealt with uh, the rise of Hitler and all of the um, anti-Jewish stuff that was going on during that time. And when I tell you that I have never been so emotionally distraught over reading a book of a true account of how humans treat each other and have treated each other in history. Um, what Sarah, how Sarah described it is a hundred percent accurate. I was sitting on the toilet with tears <laughs> down my face. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, that story stuck by me because I'm like, Oh, 100%. I actually have a copy of the books, uh, mouse, but they're in Spanish and I bought them for Frank, my husband to read because again, I wanted to share with him my love for comic books. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of my way of like, Hey, like check this book out, read it. And you're probably get check hooked on the comic. Be emotionally traumatized with yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> That's the you greatest know. marker and indicator of love. But yep. you know, also he's a real big history buff, so wow. I thought it was just perfect. You know, he's constantly watching documentaries, but um yeah, this uh this ban is kind of nuts to me. I never imagined that they would try to ban mouse. I mean that that's a freaking amazing book. I just yeah, I, it's I was a really surprise winning book. Yeah, it's kind of shocking. Like who are these people making these decisions? And one of the things I think is like if you're a kid or a teenager or whatever, or even an adult and you're seeing that these, these books are being banned, uh, maybe, maybe say, Hey, don't make, don't, you don't choose what I can and cannot read. I'm going to go out and there and find it on my own. Like, yeah, actually, Stephen King tweeted something um, also that was like, if people tell you you can't read something, it is your job to search it out and find it and find out what it is that they're trying to keep from you because that's what you need to know. Exactly. Mm -hmm. That's a great it's thought. True. I love that. It's true. Very much so. Especially like when like with kids and stuff like that, if you tell them not to read something, they're going to be like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I know I was. Yeah, and it does my heart good to think of a whole bunch of kids just wanting to defy their parents and the school board reading this just amazing historical account of World War II and um, what the Jewish people went through. Absolutely. Mm -hmm.
Alright guys, now it's time for saludos and today estamos saludando a Marvel's Pull List and they are a podcast and it's super cool because just recently on one of their episodes they shouted out Comadres y Comics on their podcast and I was like, oh my god, this is super cool. I listened to their episode. They basically talk about um, issues that are ongoing right now in Marvel and it's like they have uh, people that are guests that are working on books as artists and writers. And it's just super freaking cool. Uh, I really, really, really enjoyed that. And also, I'm really, really happy that they that we're on their radar and that they know we exist. So that's always like humbling and just like super amazing. And actually, we came across it because Kristen shared it with us. Yeah, so mm -hmm. shout out also, saludos to uh, Heidi Ho Comics customer Michael Eisenstein, who wrote into Marvel Pull List and uh, talked about his LCS, which is Heidi Ho Comics, and uh, Eddie and I as owners, and mentioned that um, I have a podcast and that we highlight the Latinx representation in the comic book industry. And turns out that the two hosts that were on this particular episode are Latinx. So um, we hey. definitely. Definitely. Um, they, I heard the little invite that said, hit us up, Kristen. And so we definitely are going to have to make that happen. Oh, absolutely. Yep. Every single time someone like shouts us out or something, I was just like, damn, y'all be listening. Like, every <laughs> single time I'm just like, maybe I should like be more careful about what I say, but then I don't. I'm just all like, you know what? I'm gonna say shit. Like, I'm gonna, it's gonna get me in trouble one of these days, but oh, oh fucking well. <laughs> so, shout out to them. Thank you guys so much for shouting us out and for checking out our podcast. We really, really appreciate it. And again, shout out to also the customer who wrote into the podcast shouting us out. I mean, shout out after shout out after shout out. So, saludos, guys, to you guys. You can follow. Follow um, at Agent M, at Agent M, and at J-S-M-I-E-S-T, J-A-S-M-I-E-S-T. Uh, what is that? Jasmiest? 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 <laughs> Jasmiest. Jasmiest. I put the accent in the wrong. Jasmiest. That's what it is. <laughs> Jasmiest? Maybe? Jasmiest? Mm, mm, maybe <laughs> but <laughs> I spelled it out guys so you guys can figure it out but yes uh, again saludos to Marvel's Pull List podcast thank you so much alright guys that brings us to the end of this episode uh, where can they find us girls so you can find us at uh, comadresecomics.com where there are links to all of our social media on Facebook, on Instagram, on I don't know where else. I think we TikTok. also have a TikTok, Twitter. There you go. And you can always email us at comadresecomics at gmail.com because... We need your questions. We need your... Um, or even comments. Comments. Questions, uh, because, comics. Dirty yeah, limericks. Comics. You know, comics too. Yeah, if you have a comic, we need that, one of those. Yes, too. because we are going to be uh, doing a Comadres on the Rocks 
segment, a short little segment for our period podcast network fundraiser, February uh, 17th, the 17th yes. Thursday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So we are going to be reading your tweets, uh, your comments, your questions, all while imbibing the juice of the god the nectar of the gods whatever our choice is beer tequila uh, tequila uh gin whatever i'm 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 really partial to old lady drinks so whatever i decide (laughs) that day uh and um we will and i don't think we have that much time it's like only 15 minutes that we have to do so we're gonna have to pregame it I was going to say, like, I'm going to be drunk before we even, like, We have to be. We have to be drunk before we start. Oh, actually, I just brought up two bottles of uh, uh, Puerto Rican rum that is uh, from a distillery that is over 300 years old. So I can't wait to tap into that. I am going to have one of those little rum pouches, too, so I can show you guys (laughs) my Capri Capri Sun uh, rum pouch. But, um... (laughs) You can purchase uh, tickets to the fundraiser, which is a Zoom um, fundraiser, at tinyurl.com backslash period 2022 fundraiser. Again, that's tinyurl.com backslash period 2022 fundraiser. We can't wait. There's prizes. We uh, we have one um, one donation of a comic book prizes that are signed uh we also didn't tell you guys but also um uh, i was able to interview uh sal idez at um necromancy cosmetics and we are also raffling that out the latest eyeshadow palette and three lipsticks it's amazing i already love it i purchased one for myself and i'm like oh my god i love this love this so much (laughs) but anyways uh yes you have to join us on our um fundraiser it's again from five to about eight o'clock no, is it five to eight, five to seven, I believe. But, uh, we're very excited about it. So please, 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 um, send us uh, questions, uh, poems, uh, whatever you want us to read on the fundraiser while we're really, really, really jacked up on some alcohol. So yeah, or if you, you want to hear our drunk advice, cause I give oh. you great drunk advice. Like I'm a freaking pro at it. Dude, I, I'm going to drink, hopefully, to throw up on our podcast. Oh, so, my, like, God. oh my God. <laughs> that I don't know like about that. The seal of <laughs> approval. Like, Sarah got oh messed, got, 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 uh, got, got wasted and threw up. <laughs> no, no, no. Just kidding. That's totally gross. I'll make everybody throw up. It's going to be gross. Um, <laughs> so, yes, please, please send us your questions or comments or dirty limericks, like we said, or uh, just anything. Just say, uh, you suck, and then we'll read that out loud. Just imagine <laughs> the Jimmy Kimmel uh, uh, celebrities read mean, mean tweets. tweets yeah. yeah. Just imagine that. Just just do that yeah uh, we're gonna love you for it and it's gonna be great so thank you so much for listening um and we have been your host i'm sarah i'm Kristen, and i'm jen bye guys bye bye